From MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. Bonjour. Welcome back to the Tennis Revolution, the French edition. But I guess we don't have that's it. That's it. It's the last thing in, in French I'm saying because the French Open is over. Corey, you glad it's over? I'm sad it's over. It was a good tournament. I'm, I'm just sad. glad you're here. <laughs> yeah. I'm always here. It was an anomaly. Always here. That's true. In spirit. Rebecca, I'm, I know you're in the house. I'm never glad that the you're big here. ones are over. <laughs> 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 that too. Yeah. I hate to see things end, but it was an interesting ending. Uh, sort of. No, not really. <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, yeah, the French Open is over, and and again, we record on Sunday night, so you know we're all still jazzed up about it. By Tuesday, nobody's going to give a shit <laughs> when they download this. So maybe we should talk about Bucharest or something. What I don't know what's coming up. What tournament's coming up? Uh, so I, a holla or something. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Some grass court in some little hamlet in. The middle of nowhere, Europe. Coach loves the the two week grass court season. He is a big fan of the structure of that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So it it uh, they'll already be playing on grass by the time you are listening to this in your time machine. They have been playing on grass. Yeah, they already started. Well, but the losers, <laughs> <laughs> the losers. <laughs> yes, True. the real players will start soon. Yeah. Right. So uh, <laughs> we just finished up clay. So. Um, but before we get into that, do y'all want to get into any uh, tennis news? You know, there's not a lot going on really, except for this big ten, you know, French wins by <laughs> Rafa. But there are some smaller items that we can talk about. Um, big in my heart is Juan Martin del Potro. Um, he's going to be delaying his grass season due to a groin injury. Which, he's injured. How is, I can't believe that. I know. That's weird. He's never. That's injured. weird. <laughs> I know. Would be Hall of Famer. Del Potro. <laughs> Instead, most bandages used per match played. I don't know. Poor fella. Most tissues given. Oh, poor yeah. fella. I know. Poor no, fella. I really like him, but you know, I hope that he actually makes it to Wimbledon. Um, here's some other things since we never talk about really doubles. Well, is it? Do you have any items about somebody else not playing grass? Yes, oh, I okay. do. It's a little bit further down the list, but All we can right. talk about it now. In addition to Delpo, your favorite. I well. Know. Maria Sharapova. I think instead of news, I think the news segment would be a Sharapova watch. Uh, yeah. Because, damn it, the French Open cost me a two two weeks uh, worth of time with her. And now she hurt herself, probably just beating a racket on a bench, pissed off because she didn't get a wild card. She pulled a muscle. Yeah, that's what she says. Mm-hmm. She couldn't score her drugs. Or muscle injury, I should say. Well, yeah, because she doesn't take that muscle Yeah. Relaxer <laughs> or whatever that well, is. How is her rating ranking good enough for Wimbledon? Because it wasn't good enough for the French. She was going to be in the wild card in the in the prelims. Qualifying. Qualifying. There you go. <laughs> but so she still is going to do that. She's just not going to do the the warm up tournaments. She may not do Wimbledon at all. Poor Del Potro. Now again, on another note, is nobody cares about his issue because now Sharapova is talking <laughs> right. about. It. She's stealing his thunder because mm. I now I don't care about. I like Del Potro, but now I don't care. It's Maria watch. Sorry, yes. go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> what do you got next? Uh, we've got some Americans in the finals of uh, Roland Garros. I saw that, believe it or not. They showed it. 
Yes. I don't know why. They were showing Bethany and uh, Maddox Sands. Yep. Uh, Bethany and Lucy Safarova. They've been, they've been rolling. They have been. This is their third straight title. She's so much fun. I not, love. not Safarova. I could care less about her. <laughs> oh, I like both of them. Oh, I'm sure she's wonderful. But uh, Maddox <laughs> Sands is, is what fun. What she's fun. a ball of thunder. I love her. She's great. So, uh, but we also had in the men's final, we had uh, two Americans as well and a Mexican. I just want to say, <laughs> say what? Yeah. Oh. Um, and he was the best player of the four. By he the was. Way, he I was thought. Santiago Gonzalez. Yeah. He was very good. Um, and he played with uh, D.Y., Donald Young. Who choked. Who choked. And, but Ryan Harrison, which I'm actually delighted to hear in the news. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Is he adorable? Uh, he's no. awful. He's no, he's no Chorich. Mm, yeah, but he played with Michael Venus from New Zealand. Is that Venus Williams' uh, cousin? <laughs> no. Not Brother related. from another mother? I don't know. I don't know. But, so, uh, did yeah. you watch that? That was some pretty low-level doubles for no, the final, it, I thought. It, it was kind of... It, well, which was actually interesting to watch because, like, wow, they can make mistakes that I make daily. Yeah. Well, let me let me tell you why I watched it. <laughs> this gives you an indication. It wasn't for the star power. This gives you. Well, no, I would have. <laughs> yeah. For two young. Well, Americans. they're not young anymore. For God's sakes, get right. together, boys. Um, no, I I I clicked past it, waiting for something else, and I saw doubles, and I was like, wait a minute, are they doing no ad or ad? I can't remember what they right. do in the Grand Slams because nobody cares. Yeah, because they give no love to doubles and they. Basically destroyed doubles, so I wanted to check. So as soon as I saw a deuce point, they do add, and then I was like, "Oh, add, oh, okay, yeah, I'll turn it back." And that was a long. They had a lot of long deuce they games. Did. They did. Um, but I just thought, uh, I mean, it was nice to see those guys in doubles. They got six hundred thousand dollars for that. The winners, yeah, it was, uh, which it was, was shocking to me. That was the biggest money they'd ever made in yep. their careers. So I can well, see why those guys play doubles. Yeah, listen, they they're not able to stay out there because of their singles prowess. Right. Otherwise, they would be starving. Yeah. And you know, homeless tennis players. So, you know, how can you argue with somebody making enough money to pay for their dream? Mm. Yeah. You know, and if they if they have just it's not their fault. Nobody cares about doubles. Right. Oh. And I if I liked them. those guys, it would have been more. Story. <laughs> I go. like the Mexican uh, guy. So oh, I didn't know him, so I don't dislike him yet. I just have to root for him because he's Mexican. Um, <laughs> well, I uh, I agree that you know, but we've always said that doubles is pitiful and it right. doesn't count. So <laughs> oh, at God. least now we've gotten some non quote unquote double specialists in there just mixing it up. Yeah. Yeah. That Venus had won and never won a set at the French Open. Yep. And uh, he in wins singles. The no, in doubles. No, in doubles. Oh, in doubles. Oh, in three. Yeah. Good he lord. He lost straight sets first round the last three years. Yep. And then he wins a tournament. And they were showing who they beat, and they beat like all these seated teams. And I'm like watching this. How do they beat these teams? But I guess doubles is more unpredictable, or mm-hmm. you can get on a roll or something. I don't know. It was. It well, was yeah. Weird. I mean, it's uh, it's it's a different game, which is why. Well, we'll get into the best player in the history of the game uh, <laughs> later. Uh, but remind me that doubles matters. Um, so yeah. Uh, the quote-unquote best doubles teams in the world, and none of them were in the finals. Right. Nope. And not even in the early. yeah, not even the semis. Yeah. They were out. Well, it's good to see that some of those tax dollars coming back to the U.S. of A. <laughs> I guess uh, both the runners, half of the runner-up yeah. and half of the winner, um, got it. So, and think about this. I mean, right now, or, or within the last month or so, uh, Ryan Harrison has his highest ranking at forty-two. Yeah, he's picked up his game. So all it takes is a guy just inside the top 50 for about 15 minutes, and he's winning doubles. Right, exactly. Okay? Confidence? Keep that in mind yeah. for later for our discussion <laughs> about the greatest player ever. Anti-doubles conversation. Yeah. So anyway, no, no, I mean, listen, I'm all about any any sort of uh, 
spark that can you know entice young players to really want to get into to tennis to try to you know live out a dream. Now, they got some Americans that that won some money that were on TV that right. you know were winning a Grand Slam. So uh, just because doubles is not as prestigious as it once was, still. Well, don't you think that's for Grand Slams doubles? I think is perfect because it gives them a reason to have you know multiple stadiums. They have other things going on besides the singles. So I think the Grand Slams are always going to have doubles. It's the local tournaments where the smaller tournaments where doubles is really kind of a non-factor. My question is, why didn't Donald Young and Ryan Harrison play together? That's a good question. I can't imagine. Do they not like each other? Is there some kind of drama I don't think anyone likes Ryan Harrison, so he had to go to another country to get a partner. I see. (laughs) I see. The waiting news. He did play with Mark Knowles in Dallas and won. He did. He did. Donald Young is 51 right now, or the last couple of weeks he so. hasn't been doing too badly right. honestly oh, yeah. well donald young i don't think has ever is not a doubles player by any means so mm-hmm. i uh was surprised to see him in the finals i think he powered through it yeah honestly. literally yeah. Powered through it. <laughs> yeah. yeah harrison's a good doubles player so he he's is. but venus and young are probably comparable in skill level so i do see what you're saying i don't know why he wouldn't choose an american mm. around his age to play with mm. they said they were childhood friends or something he and michael venus i didn't never heard of them but who knows but it was Who fun to see a competitive knows. doubles match on NBC. Yeah. No, I, listen, I, uh, I'm i a fan of doubles. I'm a fan of coaching doubles. I think there's more that a coach can do in the moment in doubles than you can in singles. Right. Mm-hmm. I think the old Texas saying for singles, you know, kind of uh, that applies is the hay is in the barn. <laughs> once you once you hit the court, right. all the work is done. Yeah. You know, you, it, you, you can kind of say, hey, try this, try that, you know, give some different thoughts. But you know, doubles. There's a lot more strategy, a lot mm-hmm. more adjustments you can make. So, um, so it's more. I feel like more like a real coach, like football <laughs> or basketball. Well, in doubles, you can do things during before the point to kind of change the pattern. You know, yeah. in singles, what are you going to do to make the other person you know change up their game? You can't stand at the service line and return or do crazy stuff. You're kind of the point's yeah, going to start uh, the same way. That's yep. Exactly the yep. point. Watering is asking right this moment. <laughs> so, so listen. Um, the saber. So yeah. hollop. Did not win, even though I picked her. Who did you pick on the women? I picked Venus. She picked Ostapenko. No, that's who you wanted. <laughs> no, we oh, all picked Halep, I thought. You picked Halep. Oh, she picked Medinovic. Uh, I did pick All right, so you, you were the furthest I was the dark horse, away. of course. Yeah. And you picked Halep yeah. only, Halep didn't only win. Oh. after listening to my <laughs> yeah, none of us podcast were right. when you weren't right. here. Um, no, no, no. I'm just saying who did, did the best. And I had a feeling she was going to choke. I mean, did she choke or did she, she just... She got outplayed. A lot of people she thought got she was going to choke. Well, I don't know that she choked. She I didn't think, choke. She got outplayed. I don't outplayed. think she did. The other young lady just hit the living bejesus she out of the really ball. She really did. How many winners? She had something like 54 something, something winners. Some high number. Wow. It was, I do think she got maybe a little more conservative toward the end. Yeah. Which is which is normal, which is what most players do, except yeah. for Ostapenko. But <laughs> that was nuts, man. It she was, was, cr- she cr- was Well, I, I literally thought... That after the first two games, I was like, dear Jesus, yeah. this is going to be the first Grand Slam final <laughs> in history where no one holds serve right. ever. <laughs> it's going to be seven six six seven seven yeah. six, and no one's going to hold serve. <laughs> why wouldn't it be? Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't well, it be? I Both think, their serves were pitiful. I think before that match, Ostapenko had been broken 25 times, and I'm like, that's four, more than four times a match. Yeah. That's, which is pretty hard to imagine. But then until you see her forehand return, and she just jumps on returns, right. yep. and you're like, holy crap. And her backhand return. Halep's serves were some of the most ridiculously <laughs> weak. I mean, I I was shocked. Shocked. And playing somebody like that, you can't just lay it in there, obviously, because she's teeing off. 
What I was the question that came up for me after that match was: Is that kind of the direction that tennis is going? Because you had Warinka with Murray the day before and just blasted winners on everything, mm-hmm. and he missed. Who cares? He made it great. And then Ostapenko the same thing. Like I mm-hmm. hope in ten years it's not just let's just hit every ball as hard as we can, and if it goes in, we win. If it goes out, we lose. Because I just think it's a terrible. <laughs> That's like Georgie. I can't teach people to play like that. And I don't want to watch that on TV either. It's like Georgie from Italy. That's exactly what she does. Yeah. Just hit every ball. And when the, the matches that goes in, you win and you look amazing. Yep. Like Ostapenko will lose first two rounds at Wimbledon is my prediction. But she will tee off and everything and they won't go in and she'll lose. Kind it's of like a lot Kavitova. of pressure too. Yeah. Like Kvitova plays the same way. Mm-hmm. And I just hope that's not kind of the direction that tennis goes. Right. With just power tennis and that's it. Well, I think probably women's has more of a chance to go that way. Yeah. Because guys, you can't overpower it's it's harder to just tee off on first serves on the guys. True. But when mm-hmm. you have somebody like Holop who is three foot seven, is that what <laughs> five foot six? Yeah. Oh, there you, no, she's not. She is my standing height. Standing on my shoulders. <laughs> she's my height. That would mean I'm five foot. So she's five foot. Exactly. Just kidding. No, she's she's uh she's little. So I mean you're just not going to have a giant serve right. ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean And I guess like you said, the first serve does always take that out in the men's. But I mean, Marinka was able to hit 80 or 90 winners against the best defensive player in the world mm-hmm. on clay. So you change that to a faster surface. Why couldn't somebody do that every time? If everybody starts to train that way for the next 10 years. Well, then, but then it, the adjustments will come where guys aren't just dropping bombs. They're really getting the ball out wide yeah. and moving it and around maybe the they, box. Maybe they make the balls heavier or, you know, no, do things do that. to change. Please don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that. Do you, um, you want longer rallies? No, I mean, I just, I, I just don't think that's going to happen. But I think on the women, it certainly could because their strength and and their size is is increasing, you know. But maybe the serve because shoulder strength still right. in there compared to the men, so the serves won't be, you know, getting blasted in there. When they still had Halep and Ospino still had a lot of good rallies. It's mm-hmm. not like it was just yeah, a oh yeah, very long terrible rallies, match. Yeah. But yeah, but there was a lot of times when you were like, okay, Halep's going to get in this right. game. Yeah, boop, boop, boop yeah. done. Yeah. Damn it, <laughs> broken again. 19 breaks. <laughs> well, and the second thing was, is Ostapenko going to be the real deal? Or is she going to be like all these other people that have won the last couple of years? They win one and then they kind of fade away. Fade away or, or yeah, just stay where they're at for the next few years. Kerber obviously won more than one, but Muguruza kind of won. And then she just kind of, you know, faded out of the top five a little bit. And then same with the. Uh, and boy, did she throw a fit when she lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was adorable. But I, everybody says, oh, well, this girl's got the real thing. Well, like, well, we always say that when someone wins, but then right. three months later. I think she has potential, but I think she has a lot of growing to do. I think that, you know, she's 20. Right. You know, she's there's room for her to mature and get better, as boring as that sounds. Now, <laughs> tell me the truth. Do not lie to me in this moment. <laughs> do I ever? Yeah. Because I'm telling you right now, I knew, I knew this answer. I knew it immediately. <laughs> Did you know where Latvia was before <laughs> all I this? I still don't know where. All right. <laughs> did you? I did. You're a well-traveled Have you been there? Uh, Renaissance I woman. have flown over Latvia. There you go. All right. You've been there a lot. It's, it's, yeah. it's, I lived in the Middle East. We used to fly <laughs> over different parts of Eastern Europe and whatnot. Um, it, yeah, it's up there on the old Baltic Sea. Mm-hmm. Now, do you know where the Baltic Sea is? <laughs> is that do right you know what a sea uh, is? Mediterranean Avenue. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, on the Monopoly board. Yeah. That's um, the only Baltic I'm familiar with. I mean, it's such a tiny little country. The population's small, and uh, they're about 15 minutes away from getting overrun by Russia at any moment, um, along with their other counterparts. Well, here's what's funny. So Can I you teach... name the other Baltics? No. I teach a Latvian person, believe it or not. What? And I said, well, you've got to be thrilled. And they said, uh, 
She's not really Latvian, so we're not really that what? into it. Yeah. So apparently she's not the savior of the country. Scandal. So scandal. They said she's Russian born or Russian. Her parents are Russian, so she's really oh, Russian. Oh, gotcha. But I'm like, wait till the Olympics. They'll be, trust me, they'll be all over her for <laughs> Latvia. Like who else is winning a medal for Latvia? Right. Yeah. Or has a chance to. At least. Right. I don't know. Maybe some weightlifters. They'll adopt her. Or some kind of cross-country skiing situation or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I swear Latvia has weightlifting right. Olympic medalists. Well, yeah, because a bunch of ex-Russians. And they're close enough. They've got to be good in the winter sports, I would assume. Yeah, it's cold. It's dirt up there. <laughs> so, all right, that was a good question. Uh, so her and Goldbus can be mixed doubles in the Olympics. She hates Goldbus. I don't know if well, a couple podcasts ago. I don't think anybody likes him either. He and Ryan Harrison should have played together. Yay. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't have, I don't know what, you, what your problem is with Ryan Harrison, to be honest with you. I, I don't know either. He just has a temper, and he's not nice. Besides that, he's, is sure he he's not great. Nice? There you go. All right. <laughs> now on to real tennis. Just kidding. Junior 12-year-old <laughs> girls we're going to talk yeah, about. Exactly. Next. Now let's talk about the, uh, well, yeah, I think there was one girls 12 on the court today <laughs> during the men's finals. Gosh, I'm mighty. Uh, so Rafa won. So I'm just kidding. You picked it. Well, no, no, no. Rafa. Rafa. <laughs> Sorry, that hurt. I got a yeah. headache now. Uh, and you Did you pick Rafa? Of course. Oh, losers. Obvious. Losers. <laughs> I went out on a limb and I, was, and I got, now what did I say? What did I say? <laughs> Had to happen for him to win. Do you remember? Shit, for your person to win or for Rafa to win? For, for Rafa? Rafa to win. Well, probably. That's why That's why predictions are dumb. Not <laughs> yeah. because I'm 0 for 9. <laughs> um, I even got the mixed doubles wrong. <laughs> Not in pick. But uh, do you remember? Nobody. She didn't listen to me even during the podcast, much less later. I said that if he got a couple walkover or whatever. He, ha- he did. He I did don't I think he had an, he lost enough games. <laughs> To lose a match combined. If you <laughs> added all be, the games up right. that he lost, <laughs> I don't think he lost enough games yeah. to lose a match. He had one retirement. Oh my god! And what's crazy is if you look at his, he didn't even really have an easy draw nope. in terms of the names. No, he had a he did in terms of scores, but I mean he played two top ten players. He played. Uh, Kareno Busta. Yep, he who played is, team. You know, he played, yeah, who's a top five clay court or top ten clay court. Which I was shocked. At team's performance on the court because I really yeah. thought yeah. it would be yeah. more of a route. Me but. too. Well, and what I always say about Nadal, and this almost applies hardcore too, but especially on clay, if you don't win the first set, you're, you're done. done. And I yeah, almost, like, even today, I was like, well, no, that's what I mean against Rafa. If you lose the first set, you're done. Oh, against Rafa. Yeah. And so watching today, I was like, Warinka, the way he played against Murray, I thought he could win in the mm-hmm, final. Mm-hmm. But then after the first set, I'm like, Mm-mm. he obviously just doesn't have it. And But I thought he had it in the first set. He I did. mean, I thought he was fighting even when right. he got down. He, I right. thought he was. And then, and then, yeah, I think once you were like, okay, I think this guy's yeah. on a different level. Nadal could have had a couple moments of like maybe fading or nervous, but it just never got close enough for that to happen. Um, and Warinka didn't, he didn't really get on top of the ball like I thought he would. Like there were some balls I thought, okay, he could, he could really tee off on that, and he didn't. He played very tentatively. Yeah, much more so than against Murray, which obviously has to do with your opponent. Mm-hmm. But I was surprised he didn't just tee off on everything and say, we're going to see what happens and. Well, you can get away with a lot more. You know, Murray just doesn't put the ball away, whereas yeah. his... Yeah. Uh, and his second serve is so you sniff vulnerable. A, you know, a little blood, and Rafa is all over it like a shark. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but it's pretty <laughs> unbelievable. Sad. When I thought that Warinka had the best chance to beat him, and it was one, two, and three or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
Who else would have made that a closer match? Three, two, and one, yeah. I think. It was three, it was two, three, one. <laughs> two, three, one. Here we go, reciting no, scores whatever. for all you. I know, uh, I've got the internet right here, and I still don't know. Um, <laughs> two, three, and one, I think. Two, three, and one, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he he's shocking. the only player that could have even given it all a run, in my opinion, and Bovering even him. he didn't. Sampras. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, on clay, that totally would have been a close match. Well, I mean, you know, you, you wonder, uh, probably, I don't know, do I say the R word or not? You think Roger could have had a chance? I was just going to bring that up. I think Roger would have had a chance, but I don't think Roger would have. He has lost him by similar score to that before at the French, but I think he would have done his serve. He would have won more some points of a serve. And, you know, that you almost have to have a big server against Nadal and get free points. Yeah, but Wawrinka can do that, but he's just not consistent enough, I guess. I didn't think that was the best Wawrinka performance by any means, not Mm-mm. even close. He looked tired not to me. at all. And he not said he wasn't, all. which he said maybe he, he was wasn't. trying to be polite, but yeah. I didn't think he just looked like he was really, ever thought he could win. What yeah. an absolute shit show tennis is going to be when those two guys retire. Not Wawrinka, but Fr- Roger, right. Roger and Nadal. And Holy crap. And to me, it makes the rest of the year like interesting for Wimbledon. Everybody just thinks Federer is going to come in and walk everybody. I'm like, I don't think that's how it works. You can't just walk off the street and beat everybody. Well, he's going to play the grass court season. There, yeah. Right? Yes, he's already warming up with But Haas. I think, how can you pick anybody but those two to be the favorites? So, that's why, first of all, predictions are stupid. All right? <laughs> I don't know why we even do that. What a dumb... But because people uh, just care so much about our opinions. They want to hear... Well, but you're talking about, <laughs> you know, two bets. weeks worth of tennis where you can't even begin to predict everything that's going to happen. Right. And so, you know, the butterfly effect, the first round effect... You know, whatever happens in the first round, boom, changes everything. Yeah. Um, and could I have predicted that he would have, that Nadal would have just walked through the right. entire, I mean, he, he just walked yeah. through the entire tournament. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Listen, he better not ever, or the, the, uh, ATP tour better not ever drug test him. He, be, if yeah. I find out, I will be so devastated. It, oh, it would ruin no their entire way. tournament. It He's such an him. honest he guy. Better, well, I don't know him, but you know, I he better not. He better not be just like just like Serena. She better not either. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it is amazing what they're doing, and it's going to destroy me, uh, and really this game if it turns out it's dirty. I don't think I, I really don't think Rafa is. Capable well, you're talking about that. a 15 year yeah. legacy of that tournament yeah. that would be ruined essentially. I, I just think uh, they said something about Rafa today after while he was playing. When you did you see when Bavrinka broke his racket? I was going to say that uh, his forehead's been getting bigger, but that's because yeah. he's losing his hair. <laughs> yeah, oh, true. But no, when he broke his racket, they they looked it up, and Rafa had never broken a racket before in anger, and he once. Yeah, because he's on the juice, and he and, knows he's going to be all right. <laughs> but he cracked his his racket frame on his shoe while hitting clay out of his sole. Huh. Right, and he literally wrote a letter to the racket maker apologizing for breaking it. <laughs> that's funny. I just think I had your yeah, I never thought I, about I that. Even Federer in his younger days, he was breaking rackets a lot, apparently. Yep, and yep. right. Um, no, I I am not uh, in any way, shape, or form trying to spread a rumor. I <laughs> I I don't think he is at all. Right. As a matter of fact, most of the time, or, or all of the time, I'm just kind of, you know, just uh, whistling along, walking down the street, not a care in the world, not even considering <laughs> that situation. Right. But when I saw him hit. A forehand down the line that was as fast as anybody's hit a you know he hit a ninety mile an hour forehand the right. slap shot that he did on the run he didn't even slap it he yeah. just 
It was a stroke. And that's yeah. with tu- and that's with topspin. It's yep. a ninety. Yeah, and it's such a heavy ball, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. What is he doing? His forehand, his forearm is bigger than both my legs. <laughs> um, Ooh, la, la. Well, it is a little <laughs> odd. We heard injuries for the last two, three years, and then he goes to this tournament. Not one talk of injury. Not one talk of you know fatigue. Anything. And he just rolls through and nothing. He yeah. got some rest. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And listen, he could also, I mean, he, he did have a lot of time off. Uh, you know, he, medical technology is way better than it used right. to be. Training methods, recovery methods and all that. So listen, you, outside of that drug issue that I just brought up <laughs> and not cause I, I really, I am, I would put lots of money at King Gamble, uh, but I would bet on the fact that he is, would never, I would right. test on myself. I, I don't think he would test positive. So but I'm just saying, I, it would devastate me after everything he's done, the whole ten and all everything else he's done. Uh, but, but maybe I'm an asshole. I might be. <laughs> but I don't know if I really have a good feeling about him winning this Roland Garros. Yeah. And uh, let's talk about that when we come back. <laughs> It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com, to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. All right, we're back. I want to find out why I hate Rafa. (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't hate the guy. It is amazing. It is amazing. And it becomes harder and harder and harder as Roger and Rafa are doing these things to argue that they aren't the greatest. But the further they pull up away from everybody, at, if they're 60 doing this, will you agree <laughs> with me that this era is weak? If they do right. this at 52, yeah. if it's their, how, what's their age difference? Or are they just amazing? What's their age difference? Roger's 35 and Rafa's 31. Okay, so four yeah. years apart. So so Roger's 51, <laughs> Rafa's, Rafa's 47 or 48, <laughs> and they're in the finals of you know the U.S. Open. Will you finally right. admit to me... Pete Sampras is the greatest, and tennis is a joke. I think if that happens, you, you don't call them the greatest, then you've got to say something. You got to absolutely not in, in fifty Grand Slam finals. You've got to be the greatest. Absolutely not. But anyway. it is funny how they're beating. What I don't understand, or what I understand, what you're what you're saying, they're beating the same people now that they were ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, Warinka's played the last fifty Grand Slams, right. and you've got. I mean, right. team obviously was different this time, but you've got Murray. They're beating the same players, whereas, like you said about Sampras, which I agree with. He had a new challenge every tournament. Every it was tournament. a different guy stepping up. Right. Nobody in this era can step up. It's ridiculous. All right. So, yeah, and how can you say Roger's the best when Rafa's right on his ass? Right. Right on his ass for the for the yeah. number, the total. All and right. I'm, and I'm not counting Rafa out for Wimbledon either, by the way. I think he could. I mean, he they, was in the final of Australia. Right. Yeah, they, they, could, they could be right neck and neck by the end of the year again. Yeah. Yeah, they slowed the grass down. So, of course, <laughs> he can have a chance to win. All right, so here's why I'm not as excited about the Roland Garros uh, results as one may uh, thinks one would be after watching that extravaganza after the finals <laughs> with all the banners. How about the? Did you see the banners roll up on the I, top? It was like you know, I have to be honest. I don't watch the post match. I'm like suck. I just I'm not into watching the pros. Well, say at, at the top, how great they are. The top level of the stands, they had like three. They had like the 
I did uh, see that. The French Open thing, the little mm-hmm. cup, and then they had a 10, and then Viva La Rafa. What was it? I don't know Spanish. Rafa. Viva Rafa. There you go. <laughs> um, and I think that means drug test Rafa. Yeah, I think it does. <laughs> so, you know, these banners go up, and the fans, and first of all, how about those fans? They can't watch any of the closing ceremonies because they, they got had a to move out of their seats. So banner, see the banner covering their whole <laughs> section. So that was the first thing. Uh, very uh, inconsiderate of the French, but they're an inconsiderate group. <laughs> All right, just defended our here's French, what French listen, listening base. Listen, it dawned on me. It just didn't sit right with me having a, a, a men's Grand Slam final. Going six two six three six one. Oh yeah, it's terrible. So of course the first thing spinning through my head is I'm right. This era sucks. <laughs> okay, Sampras is the greatest. That was the first thing. <laughs> Second thing that went through my head uh, happened after when it was just I turned it over to the tennis channel and just whatever play was playing after everything. And guess what came on? Andy Roddick and <laughs> and yeah, Philippoussis. Yes. Oh wow! The old Power Series oh, QQQ. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. But it was it was before that. It was the match right before that. The semifinals or however the hell was they do it. McEnroe it. And it was McEnroe and Philippoussis. Yeah. And the difference between Philippoussis's backhand and forehand against McEnroe, and then you and the, right after they played the next round right. or whatever you call, it, they play one set or yeah. whatever. I don't know how they do it. The next one was was Roddick and Philippoussis, which were more contemporaries right. age wise. Mm-hmm. Um. Right, and and the difference, younger than Federer. right? Yeah. And the difference in, in terms of his serve and return, and you know, he's putting, he was basically just kind of horsing around with McEnroe, right? And beat him, and they're all. It, it's a whole rigmarole. It's a whole show, and it makes me sick, right? Do you know why? I don't watch him because it's not competitive. Yeah, yeah, it's they're, a joke. Just like Rafa's tournament, it was yeah. not competitive. Oh, I'm all about competitive sports. I, I hate blowouts in any sport. This was awful. This was all, watching him roll through the. Ter- it was awful. So then you don't like uh, when the Penguins win six zero in the <laughs> finals, like they have. Or Listen, it was. if I was Rafa, this would be the greatest tournament <laughs> right. ever, and it right. was for him. And essentially, I am the Penguins. All right, and so we'll in just, life, we'll see what happens in Game Six tonight. But I see. Um, but I hate. Even if my favorite team is playing, I would much rather them win by one point. Yeah. In the fourth quarter overtime, than to win by fifty and. Some fans that I know don't agree with me on that. They're like, "Well, you're rooting for your team to lose or have a chance." I'm like, no. "I want an exciting game. I would have loved for not all to win eight six in the fifth, and I would have raved about the match." And right, and we've had a lot of finals like that over the last few years that have been really close and competitive. Well, if he would have had a four setter, one that, yeah. four setter throughout the entire tournament, <laughs> maybe he doesn't win this damn match. Maybe right. he actually goes five sets with Orinka, and he, since you know Stan the man is a younger man, right. Uh, Maybe he comes through. Maybe right. maybe Nadal isn't able to hit every single ball and run and get set up perfectly for every ball and hit the living shit out of it every time. <laughs> right. I mean, because the way when he's set up and he's hitting a ball like he's hitting, I mean, you're not just dealing with Rafa on the other side. You're fighting that ball. I mean, that ball hits your racket, and I mean, you are fighting yeah. just the ball itself. And then you got to deal with okay, so not have to take this cannonball <laughs> that's landing on my side of the court and exploding onto Maracket and throw it back somewhere where he can't beat the shit out of it on the next point. Um, the nuances of tennis, yeah, ladies that's, and gentlemen. That's really it. So, so graceful. You know, if he had a little bit of competition throughout this tournament, but it was it was pitiful. This So everybody's going to freak out about the greatest w- right. French Open ever, the 10 and the blah, blah, blah. And the key. This, this French Open on the men's side, it sucked. 
I, I can't disagree with that. I do think that's where your three out of five component comes in too. If these are all two out of three sets, though he's going to have tougher matches because the guys aren't going to come in. Like Warinka's not going to come in exhausted in that match. Now maybe it's not right. maybe it's not Warinka, maybe it's Murray or whatever. But right, it's just when you play a grueling five setter, you know, thirty six hours is not enough time to get back for the next one, especially yeah. when your opponent played an hour and a half. Yeah, it's like running a marathon. Yeah, Honestly. but if both people run a marathon, then, then that's one good. thing. But yeah. if one runs a marathon and one runs a five k, mm-hmm. it's not going to be a fair race. So what we round. do is we have stationary bikes on the court, <laughs> and when if you finish your match and the other your your next yeah, opponent is still, ha- is still playing, you've got to ride on the stationary <laughs> like while they're running. No, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, it, you know, watching the McEnroe Philippusis situation yeah. was disgusting to me. Right, mm-hmm. and. What you know, I I was a big fan of Philippus right. the Scud when he was actually playing. Big fan of Roddick, you know, not, not like his game. He should be a Hall of Famer, <laughs> but you know, I'm a fan of his. He's American. He was a stalwart for Davis Cup. You know, love the guy, and I saw him. Remember a couple mm-hmm. podcasts ago, we talked about that. <laughs> but watching that, at least when Roddick and Philippus was playing, it was somewhat competitive. Yeah, a little bit, kind of. Right, but. It just remind the finals remind of French Open reminded me of that McEnroe Philippus's match where it just wasn't even there was no chance. And I don't think you're upset that that match was like that, but the whole tournament was like the that. whole for if Rafa. You have a match like that, well, that's okay. One is match nobody is good enough to compete against Rafa? Jesus. Yeah, I mean, how far ahead is he of everyone? Six, how much? What do you get? Three or four million dollars? <laughs> yeah, francs or euros or whatever the hell. <laughs> francs? How old am I? <laughs> the French franc doesn't exist anymore. It's a euro. Yeah, how many euros? Three million, four million euros, and nobody can compete right. with this guy. Yeah, it's, somebody needs to kidnap him or something. <laughs> Seriously, I will. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why it was weird that he withdrew last year after the third round because he was yeah. so much better than everybody. It's like he even was. injured, he was rolling. You should then, still be able to win. And he hurt his wrist, and he well, he suppo- thought he was going to make the whole season, you yeah. know, finish the whole season. So he was trying to, you know, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, if he's that far above, I mean, why can't he win the French in twenty twenty? That was ridiculous. I mean, if that, he's that, that was better, not even right. funny. Not even funny. Oh, depressing. It it just reinforces to me, maybe he could be the greatest. Maybe if you insert him and Federer into the 90s, yeah. they're right up there with Pete. Right. Maybe they don't have as many as they do now, but they at least have as many, and Pete doesn't get as many. Right. And maybe Guga doesn't win three in a row. Maybe he gets one and then draws his heart on yeah. the thing. And, then- <laughs> and they light up Christ or the Redeemer for him. Yeah. Well, I think it's hard now with the surfaces – like Nadal's the best clay court. That's un- indisputed, indisputable. Ever the problem with the surface? Yeah, the problem with the surface now is Losers. so much. <laughs> you think Borg? The problem <laughs> with the surface though is so much different on each surface. Like if you're saying best player ever, on and you're counting clay surfaces. and grass and hard all equally, well, Sampras is the 500th best clay court player ever, whereas Nadal might be the, the 10th or 15th best hard court player ever. Right. But he's the number one clay. Like no, no, no doubt. No doubt. That's what makes it hard in that debate. You you almost have to separate. The well, this is when you make the debate. Yeah, and doubles. Yeah, well, that too. Right. Because because we've had this discussion that you mm-hmm. can't tell me they're the best player ever. They're the best singles right. player ever. Right. Um. Because they haven't proven it. Yeah. Get on the damn doubles court and play matches, you dumbass. Because McEnroe <laughs> did it. Right. Rafa won a gold 
in doubles. A gold in an <laughs> error in an error where no one plays doubles. Now True. Pete Sampras, I'm putting him in the same category. Right. Now, at least he played doubles for Davis Cup some. Yeah, you yeah. know because we didn't have the Bryan brothers back then. Right, which they wouldn't have been a doubles team if they were in that era. But don't get me started. <laughs> I would take Jim Courier in doubles over those two guys. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean you talk about Hall of Fame and all time great players. You have to put guys like McEnroe who have you know as many grands he did win the french open in doubles right you know what i mean so well i think the way the tennis magazine did it our favorite magazine a year or two ago is they had like a 64 draw i think and they had every player every round was two out of three matches so it was like you and i played on clay first match you and i played on hardcore the second match if it's one one we played on grass for the deciding so they added the surface in but again that was a tournament draw which is going to be different based on who plays who and all right. that so, I mean, it was kind of just obviously well, not listen, scientific. The only way to do it is if you have any overlap, which we did with Sampras and Federer. Right. And it was a five-set nail-biter, <laughs> he literally. Loves to, he loves to talk about that. It came down to the, to the you know, <laughs> wire. Um, and again, Rafa has, you know, more success on grass than Sampras had on clay. Right. But the grass is different than it was back totally, then. Totally, yeah. Now I don't I'm even saying think that much difference anymore. I'm saying that like I have any more experience beyond cutting my front yard. <laughs> um, I don't, but that's what the commentators say, and that's what they do for a living. So I'm going to take their word for it. Well, they say the U.S. Open's faster than Wimbledon now. Mm-hmm. So if that's you know the case, that's awful. That basically means grass isn't even a surface anymore. There's basically just hard and clay, and that's yep. it. Great. God, that makes me so mad. <laughs> Well, I don't get that because I think it's just a different game. I played on grass and I loved it. I thought it was it's, different strategy. It is. Uh, I loved it, but yeah, because you have a serve and no other discernible <laughs> tennis skills. Oh, I loved it for of my course, game. Yeah, it was of course great you that. loved it. But I just think, and f- you can't move, so no ri- no risk <laughs> of slipping because you don't run. I just think a difference is 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 good. But they they want consistency in results, so the same people can be in the finals every tournament. I guess right for the fans. all right. So in singles, John McEnroe had seventy seven titles. Wow, that's a lot. And in doubles, he had 72. Wow. And 12 million in prize money, which I think that's Nadal sad. will make this year. Yeah. Yeah, he made in like, yeah. He but have already made like 7 or 8 million this year, probably. Right. So he had almost as many doubles titles. Impressive. As he did singles titles. And, and again, we're talking about an era when all the top players played doubles as well. Yeah, well, if you're going best all-time player, you're going to have a hard time talking me out of Navratilova. Mm. Uh, well, right, but Because McEnroe of singles, would be doubles, mix. Well, yeah. yeah. Right, so. But, I mean. So, singles titles, 91 for Federer, doubles titles. Where in the hell did he get eight doubles say, titles from? Are you kidding me? He's got eight doubles titles. He's got $103 million <laughs> prize money. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And probably double that in endorsements. Wow. Oh, yeah. Even more than that. Way more than that. Um, Yeah, and turned pro in 98, so he's 19 years. Wow. And he's number three or four in the world currently. Mm. That's what makes my point. (laughs) Cyborgs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and again, I I really do think uh, if this was an American sport only, you know, like a like football. Right. I mean, mm. they play football other places, but it's all, you know it's an American Mainly sport. Here. And basketball is much more global than football. Baseball is more global. But let's say it was it was more heavy American and kind of other people played it a little bit like right. like football. Then I would say you know what, of course, 
Serena. They're not drug testing, right? Because you know they, they got to do everything they can. But it's a worldwide sport, second most popular sport in the world, yeah. the sport of kings, according to <laughs> it is. According to the tennis channel, did you see that documentary? The yesterday? signature series, yeah, yeah that was fantastic. I thought that was boxing was always a sport of kings. Yeah, mm-hmm. these kings are really punching each other in the face. <laughs> idiot. You are no, such an idiot. I didn't idiot. make that up. It's, I think that's all. It's either that or horse racing. One of those is a sport of kings. Neither. Oh, my God. Tennis ne- stole that from somebody, neither. I guarantee you. Neither. Well, since Call ten, in, since, tell us. Since tennis is, uh, you know, 5,000 years old, according to <laughs> the is. tennis channel. It is. Ancient Egypt, they were playing. They have, they they have playing. Uh, hieroglyphics. Yes, yeah. Yeah. with tennis. With rackets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. No, no, with hands. hands. Oh, okay. They didn't invent rackets yet. <laughs> so, um... I think they were fighting before 5,000 years ago. But. All right, here's Roger Federer defeated Pete Sampras, 7-6, You can't tell me that's not right there. Give me a break. <laughs> and Federer had been a pro for three years when that happened. Wow. And, and Pete Sampras was 97 years old and had one leg. <laughs> he was like the number two seed in that tournament. There's yeah. no way. <laughs> There's no way. He'd been, he hadn't won a tournament in a year. No, he probably, well, Wimbledon used to do the, subjective seating back then I think as they should he could have been I agree with that I think they should still should do that um so does that disappoint so is Rafa is are you more excited because it's such a a spectacle and he did something amazing and or do you think tennis sucks and (laughs) you hate Rafa and you hate tennis and you're ready to quit this podcast I love Rafa (laughs) we can't only be one or the other we can't be in between and it's not a weird I'm a girl and Rafa is you know, it's, I legitimately love watching it. And his thinning hair, give me a break. I don't care. I like him more than I used to. And I think it's good for the rest of the year that he won because it makes yeah. it more interesting how the rest of the year is going to go, who's going to finish number one, all that. And it's great for him, but I don't need to see him win 11, yeah. 12, 13 French I, Opens. And I was honestly more excited at the, at the finals of the Australian. Oh, yeah. You, you know, to see Roger and Rafa because Rafa had been out, Roger had been out. So to see them both in there and playing just incredibly was and this could have been roger versus rafa again and i think i still think federer should have done it but if he'd gotten embarrassed one three and two in the final that wouldn't have been good for his legacy well if he wins wimbledon then it was worth it yeah right it was worth it yeah i think uh, and that'll you know the rest of the year now with djokovic and murray just fading completely i don't know who's gonna be number one if federer and all finished number one that's definitely a positive for your argument i think about no one else can do anything Somebody's got to do something. Yeah. We need to start allowing performance enhancing drugs or something. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I, I find Murray incredibly disappointing. Incredibly. I actually saw an interview with him and I, for the first time ever, liked him. <laughs> I, I like Murray, but I just thought his performance at this tournament yeah. was just, I, I was just let down every time I watched him. I'm let down with all of men's <laughs> tennis. Well, listen, and I'm not, you know, um, just saying this so more women's listeners will be happy. <laughs> But the women's tournament was more infinitely, infinitely more exciting. Every match was great in the women. There yeah. were so and many close matches. you guys crapped on the women's we side. We did not. Yes, you did. <laughs> no, we did not. We say consistently that we identify and appreciate the women's game <laughs> Boo-hoo, more than Maria's women. not going to play. Right. I'm not watching. I didn't care Well, that, that was just but... because <laughs> of my affinity for a one Maria Sharapova. Yeah. Even so, Eugenie got knocked out. That was fantastic. <laughs> well, that was not Very. surprising. <laughs> Well, so the final eight of the French was the first time since like 1980 mm-hmm. that none of them had won a Grand Slam in the final eight. Right. Yep. So to me, that made it any eight players, Very any of those eight players could have won. And well, it, choked. They had some you know what? drama. It, listen, I've heard people talk about how for the French Open, you know, that the women's side is the Wild West and it's just mayhem yeah. over there. 
and then people all get pissy. That's not a negative. That's no. a, good it's thing a good thing because it's not. Nobody can win. Nobody was going to win the French Open except right. Rafa. Now I didn't exactly. know that. Again, there were so many unknowns. How is he healthy wise? Right. Is he going to have tough matches to wear him down? Obviously, no. So of course he dominated. And it was now looked like an idiot. Not by the, by the final eight, you knew he had about a ninety percent chance to win. Yeah. Once you saw how, yeah, exactly. Once you saw him rolling, yeah, right. With and the women's the final eight, you could have drawn it was, out of the hat. Could have gone anywhere. Well, yeah. So it was it was uh, it was mayhem on the women's side. On the men's side. You had the three and the four yeah. in the finals. In the semis, you had the one, the three, the four, just yeah. missing the two, but you had the six. Right. It was a young, up-and-coming guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Good-looking fellow. And he's going to be better really? than top six by the end. <laughs> so then you had the one through on, in the quarters. You had the one, the two, the three, the five. The, or, I'm sorry, the one, the two, the three, the four, the six, seven, eight, and you had the 20. Right. Mm-hmm. Pretty predictable. Yeah. Now, in the women's, what did you have? You had... Two or three unseated. Unseated. The, in the finals, you had the nothing, <laughs> unseated. And then you had the three. Right. So, that's good. In the semis, you had a three and a two playing each other. And then you had a 30 <laughs> and unseated. Right. Which is great. In the quarters, you had unseated, 11 13, 30, 5, 3, 28, right. and 2. So, I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's not a negative to say it was unpredictable and then it's mayhem. Well, that's more like the NCAA tournament, which is so popular every year because yeah. it's unpredictable. Yeah. I mean, I think exactly. it needs to be like that sometimes. Right. Uh, it's got to be a little different. Otherwise, it's the same people we've seen. Right. Like if Federer did play this and it was Federer and all, yeah, that's great. You know, love to see them play, but it's like this is the 70th, 70th time they've played. How many times do I need to see them play? Well, it's like if uh, Curry drops, uh, you know, ninety-five right. to you know to sweep Cleveland yeah. tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, on Monday. You know, boring. Yeah. I, I bet you. I bet you that game four the uh, for the NBA final finals. It's one or the other. It's plural or is it finals? Uh, finals. Hockey is final. Yeah, Stanley Cup final. And I think. Basketball's finals, yeah, because it's multiples. I guess this has been the worst season of basketball ever. Just, it has just been saying, pretty late. Hockey is multiples too. They play. <laughs> I know, but they say final. Yeah, I don't know why. why yeah. I don't understand why they say it different. It's a fun. Yeah, it's, it's a, a northern series. Thing, so Canadian. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where up. English. You were saying that pr- having the finals be predictable is not. Yeah, I bet a you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I bet you the ratings for Game Four are probably. Half. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. That's a bold statement. But uh, they have to be less than game one and two. Yeah. For Cleveland. Yeah, because the series everybody assumes is over. If it gets if it gets longer than five, then it'll start going up again. I mean, who thought that Hollop, mm-hmm. besides, you know, I guess you, <laughs> I guess Rebecca did because she didn't pick her. But who thought she was going to, you know, if, if you would have said day one, Hollop would be in the finals. Okay. Not out of the realm of the universe. Right. You know, she's three in the world or whatever. And, Oh, let's say there's a big upset on the other side, and she plays an unseated player. Yeah. Oh, wow, she's going to win two and two. Right. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> nope, she's not. And uh, that made it worth watching. It really was. I had ladies out on the tennis court yesterday with <laughs> earbuds and listening wow. to the match. Yeah. Nice. You mean the podcast? Yeah, that too. Okay. Just yeah, just they better sure. be. <laughs> By the way, there's nothing worse. Nothing worse. Not in this podcast. There's nothing worse. <laughs> Than listening to tennis on the radio. It's oh, pretty God. bad. Oh, God. I don't horrible. think I can even try. I actually think they were watching it on their iPhones. Aha. Uh-huh. That's better. That or makes sense. Whichever phone they well, have. That makes sense. Here's the thing to me my problem with predictable finals is when I look back, 
I think I didn't need to watch the whole first six rounds of the tournament. If you know who's going to be in the finals, like the NBA, why do I need to watch the entire regular season, the entire playoffs, if I knew it was going to be Golden State and Cleveland? To me, that just takes out the, okay, I'll just skip the first six rounds and watch the final. Yeah. If you know the outcome, whereas the women's, if you didn't watch, you didn't get to see anybody. Yeah. Right. You were I love all watching crazy. The How about this? Well, how, I do if there's some drama. How about this? Because, first of all, now we can't even say that Rob, or that Federer's got a lock on being the greatest ever because here comes Rafa. Right. So, with that being said, how about we compromise? <laughs> say they might be two of the greatest ever. Right. Unfortunately, they pr- played in an era where they couldn't really prove it. Right. Well, and they, because they're not, neither of them are dominant over each other, and it all has been, but now it's getting closer. Right. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be the greatest ever when you're not even for sure the greatest of well, your current. When you win 10 yeah. Frenches, you know, mm-hmm. you're probably skewing the results. Right. Because well, I mean, head to head, they're head to head. No, no, no. I uh, mean, right. But I'm saying, how many finals? He beat him in three finals? In, yeah. Three or they more? They showed was all it of more? them today. I think it was at least three, maybe four. Yeah. yeah. So. And he's beaten him on clay other, many other times. Right. Right. Which is, you know, it is unfair that, uh, the clay is still clay, but the grass is not grass. Yeah, clearly, I think Federer has yeah. a should have a much wider advantage on grass right. over Rafa than you know whatever. So, mm-hmm. all right, we can wrap up clay. Yes, onto the grass. I court. bitch about clay, man, but damn, what a season! What <laughs> a clay a court season. season. Like I told you, man, all those sexy cities and <laughs> you know all those sweaty Spanish men's. Yeah, and Nadal went like twenty four and one or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I guess he probably he probably lost because his water bottles weren't straightened right. <laughs> what a nut! No, but it's amazing. Congratulations to uh, Rafa because you know he listens. Yes, uh, we do have a listener from Spain. There you go. Hola, Uncle Tony. <laughs> um, he's probably getting coaching tips. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, that was fun. Fun clay court season. Hopefully. Hopefully, either grass will kind of change the dimensions a little bit, and maybe some of these big servers will kind of be able to sneak through instead of just getting their asses handed to them by Rafa. Um, Are you calling for an Isner Kyrgios final? I yeah, was why just not? thinking that. Why not? <laughs> it, it can, Anderson, Kevin. Six, somebody else that's Kevin. six foot ten. Yes. Yep. No, we're not going. No, no grass yet. We'll wait no. till. We'll, we'll wait until. Uh, let's just wait till Wimbledon. Yeah. You want to talk about any of those dumb tournaments in between? Not Tea really. and crumpets. <laughs> All right. Well, good clay court season. It, we have it in the books, and so uh, that's it. No more clay talk until uh, next year. All right. All right. Anything else? All right, Maria, we're waiting <laughs> on you. Get it together. We love you. At least I do. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining the revolution, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.